This is the Adventist World Radio, and you are listening to the Voice of Hope. For more information, please feel free to write to us. Our email address is Bible at awr dot org, or you could also call us on WhatsApp at plus one two two four two 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 zero seven seven seven. And welcome to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio, researched and written in Indianapolis by Dr. Adrian Peterson, and produced in the studios of WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida. I'm Jeff White. This is edition NWS 752 for release on Sunday, July 23, 2023. On WaveScan today, a special report on the 50th anniversary of the radio ship Voice of Peace, and recordings of the last day of broadcasts from BBC Singapore. Half a century ago, the Voice of Peace radio ship was one of the best-known pirate radio stations in the world. It was on the air in the Mediterranean for 20 years in an effort to bring peace to those troubled areas, and it was quietly sunk at the end of its illustrious history. That's our story for today, in the voice of Ray Robinson. Thanks, Jeff. We're doing a special tribute to the Voice of Peace this week, which first started broadcasting in the Eastern Mediterranean 50 years ago. The owner and operator of the peace ship from which the Voice of Peace broadcast was Abraham Nathan. He was born of Jewish parents in Abadan in Iran on April the ninth, nineteen twenty-seven. At the age of twelve, young Abi moved with his parents and family members to Bombay in India. There, when he left school, he became an RAF pilot before moving to Israel and serving in the Israeli Air Force. He then became a successful restaurant owner, but grew increasingly concerned about the conflict between Jews and Arabs in the Middle East. At the age of forty, shortly before the Six Day War in 1967, Abi flew to Port Said in Egypt to try to convince the Egyptians not to invade Israel. When he returned to Israel after the war, he was promptly fined and put in prison for having made contact with the enemy. By 1969, Abi had decided that the best way to promote peace in the region was to launch an independent radio station that could be used to air both sides of the conflict, improve communication, and entertain people with music of universal appeal. Since the station would need to be neutral and not tied to any one country, he felt the best solution would be to broadcast from a ship anchored in international waters. He travelled to the Netherlands and found a suitable ship, a former freighter called the MV Seto. It had the distinction of being the last ship to have been built and launched by the Dutch before the Nazi invasion in 1940. A Christian organisation, Holland Christian Church, then bought the ship and made it available to Abi Nathan for his peace project as a mobile radio station in the Mediterranean. 
Soon after the purchase, the MV Cita was renamed the MV Peace, and she sailed for New York, where a fundraising campaign was launched in order to outfit the ship with a set of new radio equipment. However, after three years of fruitless attempts at fundraising, Abby returned to Israel determined to fund the project himself. He sold his home, his restaurant business and his art gallery, raising over 100,000 US dollars. But the ship had deteriorated during the years it had been in harbour, and when Abby returned to New York, he found a lot more work was needed than he'd originally anticipated. Plus, the mooring fees had built up, with the result he was still about $40,000 short of what he needed. After two more months, he tried one last desperate tactic and went on an indefinite hunger strike. That did attract some media interest, and he was interviewed by Barbara Walters on the NBC Today show. Within 48 hours of that appearance, $50,000 in donations had come in from viewers across the United States. Further, the Canadian Council of Churches bought diesel fuel for the MVPs and committed to cover the running costs for the radio station's first three months on air. Abby acquired two medium-wave radio transmitters, both Collins 25-kilowatt model 831G3s, together with a combiner and additional ancillary equipment. Studios were constructed, and a 160-foot aerial mast supporting a T-type antenna was erected on the ship. Finally, in March 1973, the new radio ship was ready to go. The ship left New Jersey on Friday the 16th of March and made a series of test transmissions on 1540 kHz, 195 meters, while at sea. A leak was detected in her hull and she had to put into Bermuda for repairs. She continued her voyage across the Atlantic a few weeks later and arrived off Cyprus in mid-April 1973. More test transmissions were made, but a violent storm caused more damage, and the ship had to put into the French port of Marseille for repairs. Eventually, the MV Peace was able to return to an anchorage off Tel Aviv, Israel, and official broadcasts from the new station, simply called The Voice of Peace, began at 8pm local time on Saturday the 26th of May. It had been difficult to find a suitable frequency due to the crowded nature of the medium-wave band in Europe and the Middle East, and also the challenges in being between Europe, where 9 kHz separation was used, and Asia, where at the time 10 kHz separation was more common. The two transmitters were actually tuned to a little below 1539 kHz, although the operating frequency for the Voice of Peace was always announced as 1540 kHz. At night, Deutschlandfunk in Germany, with 700 kilowatts on 1538 kHz, produced a horrible heterodyne with the Voice of Peace transmissions, not unlike Radio London had suffered in the North Sea during the 1960s. Voice of Peace programming was a mixture of Western pop, easy listening and classical music, presented in English by mainly British DJs. Music Radio Announcements were made in English, French, Hebrew and Arabic, and most commercials were in Hebrew or English. The station's initial mailing address was given as P.O. Box 1010, Nicosia, Cyprus, although their administrative offices were in fact in Tel Aviv, at 13 Frog Street. Shortly after the launch, one radio columnist declared humorously, The mouse roared. And at the height of its success, four years later, the Voice of Peace claimed a massive audience of 23 million people. 
The station never gave its exact location over the year, but simply identified as the voice of peace from somewhere in the Mediterranean. From somewhere in the Mediterranean. Peace, love and good music. The voice of peace is your voice. 24 hours a day. During the Yom Kippur War in October 1973, the MVPs anchored off the Suez Canal in Egypt and appealed to the armies of both sides to stop fighting. The October War should be the last war. No more war, no more bloodshed. Peace is the word, and the voice of peace is the station 24 hours a day. Supplies and crew changes were generally tendered by small Arab-owned fishing boats from Haifa and Jaffa in Israel, but it was also common practice for the ship to suspend transmissions and enter an Israeli port herself to take on food, water and fuel oil. The World Radio TV handbook listed the Voice of Peace transmitter power as 50 kilowatts, but in reality the station ran its two transmitters at a combined power level of just 35 kilowatts. Subsequently, when the combiner broke down, the transmitters were run individually, one at a time, at 25 kilowatts. Later, the combiner was repaired, though ultimately the entire transmitter deployment needed to be replaced, and a 10 kilowatt Nortel from Canada was installed. But the Voice of Peace was a costly venture, estimated as much as $10,000 a month, and advertising was hard to come by. As a result, the station closed down in November 1973. It wasn't heard from again until June 1975. During that time, the ship had been moored in Marseille again, while Abby was trying to raise more funds. He did take the ship back to Egypt and tried to sail her through the newly reopened Suez Canal, but the Egyptian authorities wouldn't allow it. Broadcasting eventually resumed off Ashdod, just north of the Gaza Strip, and then the ship sailed north to Haifa. More funding was raised, and at the end of July 1975, the MVPs left Haifa stocked with five months of fuel supplies. Regular broadcasts from the Voice of Peace resumed on the 1st of August 1975. In the summer of 1976, former RNI and Radio Caroline DJ Crispian St. John took over as programme director, and he implemented an all-hits format, with the result that audience figures increased dramatically, almost immediately. The station became hugely popular, and in an audience survey commissioned in late 1976 by the Israeli state radio network Kol Israel, Voice of Peace received over a 40% market share. In response, the state broadcaster introduced its own pop music service, Program C, Reshet Gimel, to compete with the popularity of the Voice of Peace. On New Year's Day 1977, Abby Nathan did finally succeed in being allowed to sail the MVPs through the Suez Canal, although he was not allowed to broadcast while doing so, and one of the conditions was that he should reduce the amount of Hebrew language commercials carried on the station. For the first few years, no news bulletins were carried, although Abby Nathan would frequently use a Motorola mobile telephone link to go live on air from his office in Tel Aviv to offer his commentary on current events. Eventually, in April 1977, regular top-of-the-hour newscasts were introduced, relaying BBC World Service news in English on the even hours and Col Israel news in Hebrew on the odd hours. After a few months, however, the BBC bulletins were dropped in favour of those from Col Israel. 
In August 1977, the Voice of Peace started using a 1 kilowatt shortwave transmitter, broadcasting in parallel on 6245 kHz and later on 6240 kHz. But after a few months, this was discontinued at the request of the Israeli army. In April 1980, a 20 kW FM transmitter was added on 100 MHz. From somewhere in the Mediterranean, we are the voice of peace on 1540 kHz. Right now, you can listen to the voice of peace on FM stereo. That's right, 100 on your FM dial. And here was DJ Johnny Moss, better known these days as Johnny Lewis. There's another one of those songs that's been around for many, many years and been a hit by so, so many people. That version by Bobby Vinton, Hurt, was the title of the song. You're listening to The Voice of Peace, broadcasting from somewhere in the eastern Mediterranean. We transmit in stereo on VHF 100 megahertz and on the medium wave AM at um, 1540 kilocycles. The Voice of Peace. Nobody does it On the 27th of January 1981, storms caused damage to the peace ship, including the collapse of the antenna mast, which put the station off the air. A hastily rigged wire antenna using just the ship's own masts allowed a return to the air on the 27th of February on medium wave only, but it wasn't until mid-April that a replacement antenna mast could be erected. In August 1981, Abbey applied for a land-based license in Israel, but this wasn't granted. Here's an example of Abbey using the Motorola mobile phone link in October 1981 on the occasion of the death of Egyptian President Anwar Sadat. You're listening to the voice of peace. I would like this evening to have a few words with all our listeners, wherever you are, from Cyprus, across the borders of Israel, and particularly to the people in Egypt, and to share with them the sorrow that they all feel at their loss of their great leader. This was a very sad month in the history of the Middle East when two giants, humble as they were in their quest for peace, fell. And I'm speaking in Egypt of President Sadat and in Israel of Moshe Dayan. On the 28th of May 1983, the Voice of Peace celebrated its 10th birthday with a full day of Beatles music as it had played on its opening day back in 1973. On the 27th of July 1983, shortwave transmissions resumed on 6240 kHz with a power of 400 watts using a centerfold dipole aerial. However, these out-of-band transmissions ended again in March 1984 due to a complaint received through the ITU that they were causing interference to Swedish embassy communications. In June 1985, a split AM-FM service was introduced with different programming for four hours each night from 9pm. 
On FM, there was an hour of Russian music, followed, depending on the day of the week, by either French, Italian, Greek or Romanian music, while on AM, there was international pop music as normal. Although this experiment ended after four months, the hour of Russian music was retained in the regular schedule from then on. Throughout the early 80s, generator problems had plagued the station, but in July 1986, a new Perkins generator was installed, and in May 1987, the aforementioned 10kW medium-wave unit from Nortel was installed. Here's Irish DJ Kenny Page opening transmissions in November 1988. Good morning, it's six o'clock and welcome to our daytime programmes for Tuesday the 1st of November 1988. We're in tune with the Voice of Peace broadcasting on 1540 kHz AM and 100 MHz FM broadcasting from the MVPs anchored in international waters somewhere in the eastern Mediterranean. Very shortly, our first news broadcast of the day, the news in Hebrew from Kol Israel. But during the late 80s and early 90s, advertising income again dwindled. There were many equipment failures, staff shortages and turnover was a constant challenge, and audience figures plummeted. DJs received their airfare out to Israel, but were paid just a few hundred pounds for a six-month tour of duty, and provided they stayed for the whole six-month period, they then received their return airfare back to Britain. But the Voice of Peace wasn't like any other station. It didn't exist to make a profit for its owner, but rather to be a vehicle for broadcasting his messages of peace. It relied heavily on volunteer workers who, although professional broadcasters, were prepared to accept low rates of pay because they shared an empathy for the station and its peace objectives. A new engineer arrived in August 1990, Al Muick, and he solved a number of technical problems that had hindered transmissions for some time. He also set about rebuilding the shortwave transmitter, and tests were heard on 6265 kHz in the November. The Voice of Peace! We would appreciate reception reports for this transmission, and they should be addressed to The Voice of Peace, Test Transmissions, Postbox 4399, Tel Aviv, Israel. That's The Voice of Peace, Postbox 4399, Tel Aviv, Israel. Once again, a reminder, this is a test transmission from The Voice of Peace radio station on shortwave. Somewhat improbable plans were announced for a long-wave transmitter on 171 kHz to give greater penetration into the Middle East, but that never materialised. Abby Nathan himself was in and out of prison again a few times during the early 90s for breaking an Israeli law that prevented Israeli citizens from having any contact with the Palestine Liberation Organisation, the PLO. Abby had travelled abroad several times to meet with Yasser Arafat in an attempt to bring peace, but each time when he returned to Israel, he was promptly arrested by the authorities. While he was imprisoned, no commercial sales were being made and the station's income shrank to almost nothing. Attempts were made to sell the station and also to rent out its transmitters, but those efforts were unsuccessful. At the end of June 1993, the FM transmitter failed, and although broadcasts continued on medium wave, many listeners and advertisers assumed the station was off the air completely. Ultimately, the inevitable had to come. But it was bittersweet, because Israel's Prime Minister, Yitzhak Rabin, had signed an historic peace accord with PLO leader Yasser Arafat in Washington on the 13th of September 1993. 
Consequently, Abby Nathan felt that his mission and that of the Voice of Peace, which he'd set out to achieve in 1969, had been accomplished. On Friday, the 1st of October, 1993, Abby went on board the MV Peace to broadcast for the last time. Only DJ Matthew French remained on board with Abby to help him close the station. During the morning, Abby recounted the lengthy history of the Voice of Peace and thanked everyone who'd worked to keep the station on the air for over 20 years. After playing the last record, We Shall Overcome, by Pete Seeger, Abby simply said, Thank you all, shalom, love, peace to everyone. And at 1.57pm, broadcasts from the Voice of Peace finally ended. Attempts to establish the ship as a radio museum produced no results, so the broadcasting equipment was all removed from the ship in Ashdod Harbour, and then on the 28th of November 1993, Abby Nathan and two assistants took the ship out to a position 15 miles offshore. Holes were made in the hull, and water was pumped into the vessel. Quite slowly, over more than seven hours, the grand old MV Peace sank to its death in the eastern Mediterranean. In 2007, a Voice of Peace memorial was established at Gordon Beach in Tel Aviv, honouring the lifelong endeavours of Abraham Nathan to bring peace to his turbulent Middle East. On August 27th of the next year, 2008, Abbey himself breathed his last. And during this year, 2023, the Netherlands is honouring the memory of the Dutch ship that was the home of the Voice of Peace with a 50th anniversary special event amateur call sign, PD50VOP. Back to you, Jeff. Thank you very much, Ray Robinson at The Voice of Hope in California for that profile of The Voice of Peace. There's no relation between the two voices, by the way, Voice of Peace and Voice of Hope. As we told you a few weeks ago on Wayscan, the BBC relay station in Singapore was closing in mid-July. Our correspondent, Jost Jacob, tells us that the last day of transmission for the station was July 15th. He sent us the following recording of the final day of BBC Singapore on July 15th at 12.025 kHz at 1459 UTC. Joe also sent a recording of the sign-on of the final BBC Burmese broadcast on 7465 and 9585 kilohertz on July 15th at 6.58 p.m. Indian Standard Time, which is 1328 UTC. 
For the record, the very last sign-off of the BBC Far Eastern Relay Station in Kranji, Singapore, was noticed at 2359 UTC on July 15th on 6195 and 7465 kHz. No special announcements were heard. We have a recording of the last day of broadcasting for the BBC DRM transmission from Singapore on 17720 kHz at 0800 UTC. This comes to us from Arun Kumar Narasimhan in Chennai. Johnny Diamond is bringing us world questions. In 1994, genocide tore Rwanda apart. After nearly three decades of rebuilding, it's now considered an African economic success story. But questions remain over political freedoms and democracy. We'll be discussing the challenges ahead. World Questions at bbcworldservice.com slash worldquestions or wherever you get your podcasts. Digital Radio Mondial takes radio to a new age. With multimedia audio, text and pictures, as well as a wide range of content, it truly is radio in the digital age. Digital Radio Mondial. Thanks to our Indian colleagues for those recordings of the final day of broadcasts from BBC Singapore on July 15th. That station was managed by Encompass Digital Media. In the United States, the National Association of Shortwave Broadcasters announced that Encompass Digital Media has become its newest associate member. Based in the UK, Encompass operates the large shortwave station in Wooferton, as well as other major shortwave relay sites worldwide. Encompass is actually rejoining the NESB after an absence of several years. Under its previous name as VT Communications, it was an NESB associate member for some time. The NESB said it's very happy to have Encompass back as an associate member. The Voice of Indonesia and WRMI in Florida have signed a Memorandum of Understanding extending the Voice of Indonesia English Language Relay via WRMI until at least the end of 2023. That relay is at 0800 to 0900 UTC on 7780 kHz. And thanks for listening to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Researched and written in Indianapolis by Adrian Peterson. Next week, the girl whose initials matched the local radio station. More radio oddities and our Indian DX report. WaveScan can be heard each week on KSDA and Guam, AWR relays in various locations, WRMI in Florida. WWCR in Tennessee, Voice of Hope Africa in Zambia, and IRRS Italy. Send reception reports directly to the station you're listening to. Reports for KSDA and AWR sites should go to qsl at awr.org. 
Other correspondence, not reception reports, can be sent to wavescan at awr.org. I'm Jeff White, WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida. Till next week, good listening, everyone. This is the Adventist World Radio, and you are listening to The Voice of Hope. For more information, please feel free to write to us. Our email address is bible at awr.org. Or you could also call us on WhatsApp at plus one two two four two 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 zero seven seven seven. 